hello to all my wonderful listeners. I hope you all are doing wonderful. I hope that your day has been going good so far. I hope that you all are pressing forward, that you are pushing yourselves even when you don't feel like it. I hope that you are continuing to read the word, meditate on the word, and I pray that you're seeking God more than anything and just being very prayerful because you're really going to need it during this time, during your fight um, for healing because the enemy is going to come at you from all directions and he's going to throw different tactics at you. Like everything you can think of, he's going to come at you and you're going to be under attack because he sees that you are trying to heal that you are trying to break the curses that are over your life and that you are turning to God for help. And the enemy does not like that. The enemy likes to use you. He likes to beat you down. He likes to get you down to a point where you can't even pray for yourself. You can't do anything for yourself. That That is what he likes. That is what he thrives off of. And so that's why I always encourage you to... You know, please write in your prayer journal. Please pray. And even if you feel like you can't pray, if you can't utter a word out of your mouth, God, he hears your heart. He sees and he knows. And if he sees you trying, then he's going to give you even the more power to push and press forward. So, um, like I said, we're going to continue to talk about depression because there's so much going on and we i mean it just it's a topic that needs to be discussed we can't just push it under the rug as if it doesn't exist we can't hide it and you know be ashamed of it because you know that's just something that everybody deals with and we all deal with it on different levels you know some have mild some have severe some people know how to cope with it some people don't some people seek professional and medical help and some people don't and like I told you me I didn't have the professional and medical help the only thing that I had was God himself and the power that he gave me the strength that he gave me to push and to pull myself through that is the only thing I had never took any medication, never sought counseling. Now, when I got older and I was working, I was I remember I was working at the YDC and of course everybody knows what the YDC is. It's a detention center for youth for juveniles. And um I remember at one point I just I felt like I was losing my mind like Oh my God, things were just, and I think it's because I never dealt with my depression. I just kind of pushed it in the back of my mind and just kind of tried to forget about it, even though I knew it was still there and it was taking root in my life. And so when I worked at the YDC, it's, um, I worked mostly with the girls, so I instantly felt you know, sympathy for them because I understood what they were going through. And I just 
you know, immediately connected with them. And so dealing with that and just hearing the stories that they would tell me and just seeing, you know, the different things and the emotions that they were going through and experiencing, knowing that, you know, I went through the very same thing and and was still experiencing it, it had just begun to be a bit too much. So I did seek counseling then because I was working and I had to for my job. So I did start going to counseling and I maybe went to three or four sessions. And um, when we got to the part to, to where the counselor, you know, she wanted me to um, kind of just start talking about the issues that I was having so that she could get to the root of the problem, I stopped going because it's like she wanted me to relive my past and I was not ready for that. So I stopped the sessions. And so technically, I really didn't receive any counseling because the first session is just you and the therapist you know she's getting to know you she's trying to get a feel of you she's trying to get some background information and you are trying to get a feel of her you're trying to figure out whether or not you want to open up to her how much should you tell her you know and then the second session is pretty much the same she's you know asking you some basic questions just trying to get more information about you so that's how the process went so I still wouldn't say that I received counseling because it still did not solve anything so like I said the only thing I had was God himself you know so even with me going to church you know I went to church every Sunday. You know, I told you that. My mom made me go to church every Sunday when I was young. There was never a time that I could miss. She didn't care if I was sick. You know, she didn't care. I had to go to church. But you would have church people that were just so judgmental, you know, always so quick to point their fingers. And so many times as Christians, you know, we believe that we should be stronger than that you know I believe that I should have been much more stronger and often from past teaching or from a lack of understanding you know we become convinced that as Christians we should not come under the attack of depression or hopelessness and then on the other hand you have unbelievers that sometimes feel as if they deserve to be in darkness because they don't believe in a higher power or they are not living right and sometimes we are so embarrassed to talk about our feelings of sadness and despair and depression. And then to make matters worse, some of our Christian counterparts, you know, may even accuse us of not seeking God enough or of having sin in our life. And that was the case for me. You know, I was accused of not seeking God and just living in sin, doing whatever I wanted to do. And as a result, you know, we keep our struggles private and never experience the inner peace and joy that God has for us. Um, and I can say that for myself, you know, I kept all of my struggles, every 
downfall that I had, every emotion that I went through. It's like I was on a roller coaster. You know, I kept them bottled up on the inside and I never shared it. I shared it with a select few people. And even the ones that I shared it with, it's like you really didn't believe me because it's just like what I said went in one ear and out the other. It's not like you tried to provide comfort or support for me. And so with that being said, you know, we might have a slight glimpse of our future journey, but, you know, we can't enjoy each day because we're constantly thinking about, well, what's going to happen in the future, you know? Am I going to still be unstable? So many people, regardless of religious beliefs or backgrounds, don't realize that they need emotional healing. And so you can call it lack of knowledge, um, lack of acceptance, lack of understanding. And because it's like you're covering up. You're covering up everything. Um, emotional pain that is slow um, on your journey towards your destiny. And then that emotional pain and the covering up, it causes you to self-destruct if, you know, you leave it unresolved. And so back to me, I was on a self-destruct journey because I left my depression unresolved. And in scripture, such pain resulted for some people in continuous suffering for generations. Um, the scripture calls it the brokenhearted. And if you are a a Bible reader and you understand the Bible, you don't necessarily, I would say, have to understand. But if you've read the Bible and you've studied the scriptures, then you would know that Elijah, he was a powerful man of God. He was brokenhearted and he wished for death. And David, he was brokenhearted and he wished for death. And Saul was tormented, brokenhearted, and he wished for death. So the bottom line is that depression is not new. It is not something to hide nor something of which you should be ashamed. And I believe the Bible gives detail of the depression that these men of the Bible went through to show us that people of God can experience these emotional pitfalls. But we can also see that God will pull us through. And scripture says one way to begin your journey to healing is to pray and to focus on God. And that higher power who can and will keep your mind at peace if you continuously think of him. And so meditate on the word, even if you don't feel like it, you know, constantly praise him for your progress, even if you don't really see it yet. And then, you know, you got to start walking by faith. And then you got to turn to prayer and you got to also turn to scripture and you got to allow God to keep his promises to you. So like I was saying, a lot of you may be Bible readers. Some of you may not be because you, you don't understand the Bible. And that's why I say it's good to have a prayer journal because I was just like you, even with me going to church every Sunday, going to Bible study, you know, making sure I was there for Sunday school. I still did not understand the Bible. It was until I got into my adulthood that I really started focusing in on the Bible and just 
learning how to take the scriptures and apply it to my life. You know, like I said, Google is your best friend. Take the scripture and Google it. What does this scripture mean? And then put what it means in your own words. And then, okay, well, what does it mean from my own interpretation? You know, without you looking at the meaning. And then how can you apply that scripture to your life? And then put a prayer behind it. You know, you paraphrase it is what I'm trying to say. And um, so that you can better understand it. But that just comes from you got to constantly meditate on it. And you got to continue to read it. And you got to be able to understand it for yourself. It's good that you go to church and you're listening at your pastor talk or youth leaders or your mentors, you know, give you the word and give you different scriptures and tell you what they think the scriptures mean. But you need to know the Bible for yourself. That way, if someone comes along pretending to know the Bible and giving you their interpretation, then, you know, you'll know that, okay, well, I've read it, I've studied it, and this is what it means to me. Now, that's not saying that you still can't go to your pastor and say, well, okay, I've been studying this scripture. You know, this is what I gather from it. This is what I think it means. Well, what is your take on it? You know, just to see if you're kind of on the same page as far as interpretation goes because you want to have the correct interpretation of what the bible is saying so that you can apply it to your life and you can live by it so that's why i'm constantly giving you scriptures to write down in your prayer journal so that you will have scriptures to go back and look at and it may be one of those that speaks directly to you you know you know how you just read something like maybe you're reading a book or maybe you're watching tv and a commercial comes on and maybe they say something or maybe some words come across the tv and it jumps out at you well that is how the scriptures are in the bible you know that it'll be that particular scripture that just jumps out to you you know it just speaks to you it's just something about it that you know you can relate to so that's why i'm always giving them to you so the first scripture that I have for today comes from Isaiah 26, 3, which says, Thou would keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. And then um, the next one comes from Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things proverbs twelve twenty six: heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop but a good word maketh it glad and matthew eleven twenty eight says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest and the last one is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So, um, don't feel like 
you know, you're in this fight alone. Don't worry about what people are saying about you. And if you are one of those persons like me that are going to church and you have church members that are supposed to provide a safe haven for you and that are supposed to be there for you and to help you, but they are, you know, pointing their fingers at you you know those people you have to watch out for it because if you are of god and if you are godly people and you are supposed to help people then you should not shun people and you should not point your finger at people and think that you are better than them you know what I mean? Because everybody has experienced this thing called life. And everybody has had a hard time in their life. And just because a person does not know how to deal with life and you do does not make them a bad person. It does not make them a sinful person. So please do not feel bad for your mental illness please don't worry about what other people are going to say about you let me tell y'all something people lied on me people talked about me people slandered my name people called me everything but a child of god and that is the god honest truth and it was coming from the ones that i thought loved me the most and had my best interests at heart so to endure all of that to go to school and to have your peers talk about you every corner I turn everybody's pointing laughing giggling you know it was just always something every day there was not a day that went by that I did not have to deal with the constant picking and nagging and the finger pointing and then when I got home it was the same thing People are just evil. People are cruel. People, you know, they they just don't care. They don't have a conscience. So please know that I feel your pain and I know what it is that you're going through. And, and I know I always say it because it is true. You know, I'm not going to tell you something if I have not experienced it. I'm not going to tell you something that I heard somebody else tell me. No, I'm telling you something that I have experienced, that I went through. I lived it. That was my life. And I made it through by the grace of God. God gave me his power and he allowed me to be at this point where I am now, to be able to talk with you and to share my testimony so that you can pull through. And then when you pull through and you get yourself healed and you find out what your purpose is, then guess what? You can help pull somebody else up. You're going to make it through. I promise you, you are. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. I can tell you num numbers of times, numerous of times that God has pulled me up and it just felt like I got knocked down 10, back 10 more steps, like further than I was before. And I just was just, you know, I would just sit there like, God, I just, I can't do this. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this thing called life. You know, just take me. I've contemplated many of times, you know, 
how things were going to end, you know, I was going to end my, well, I was, first of all, I was going to write a suicide note, then I was going to take my life, but I was going to make sure that my kids were not home, that my mom took my kids with her, and I was going to write another note, sign, another note signing over my rights to my mom so that, you know, she could take care of my kids. I'm telling you, I had it all planned out. Every time that I decided that I did not want to live, I had it all planned out. So I've been there, done that. I've tried to take pills. I've tried to run myself off the road. I've tried to stab myself. I've tried it all. I've tried to drink things that are not supposed to be ingested. Everything. I've tried it. Now, I haven't tried to shoot myself because um, my mama never had a gun. My dad never had one. No one in my family ever had a gun. And if they did, I didn't know what it was. So I never had access to a gun. But everything else, I tried it. And I did everything to numb my pain. You know, I drunk myself to death. You know, I would smoke. I've done it all. So please don't feel like, oh, I'm just this perfect person and I don't understand what you're going through and I haven't experienced the things that you are experienced. Baby, let me tell you something. Yes, I have. And it was not pretty. I can assure you that. But I can also assure you that when you trust God with everything in you and you pray and you cry to him, he is going to give you power to rise above everything that you are facing. And you are going to pull yourself out of that dark hole. And you're going to be 10 times stronger than what you was before. And you're going to live to tell your testimony to somebody. Because there's going to be somebody out there that needs it. Listen, I love you all, and we're going to continue this discussion. Remember what I always tell you. I always believe that you can, and you can do unbelievable things. Go and have yourself a wonderful day. This has been another episode of Mentoring to Empower with Whitney Johnson Hope.